Welcome, everybody, to the Home and Body Improvement Show. This is episode number 18. Today, we talk about working out with a partner or working out alone. And then I also talk about buying stuff secondhand because I am trying to build that gym in River Forest, Illinois, and I'm buying a lot of stuff off of Craigslist. So stay tuned. You'll get some good tips on finding good deals. Home and Body Improvement Show. is going on this is the home and body improvement show i uh, sent ross a text and i was like hey man can you uh talk at six and i haven't heard back yet so he may or may not call in but i'm gonna guess he's not so we're gonna go ahead and wing this which means i really don't have any format i do have an idea for the topic today topics i should say but it's literally gonna be me talking to you whoever you are and you sitting there listening to me and digesting the information you're about to get and spreading it everywhere because it's going to be so good that I feel like it should be shared with everybody and anybody because there's are these are pearls of wisdoms that fall out of my mouth every time I speak. So be ready. It was a crazy day in Chicago. I don't know if you're following this or when you're going to listen to it, but I literally woke up. I usually sleep in Mondays. Um, that's kind of my opportunity to catch a couple extra winks and my phone was ringing and I got a two texts from my dad and two phone calls, which is, are you okay? Be safe. And I was like, oh, what's going on now? And sure enough, man, they were looting downtown again. So we had this in the last uh, part of May after the whole George Floyd fiasco. Uh, the city started uh, demonstrating and protesting and that eventually led to rioting. And now, and then there was a huge response to it and everything. And now it's apparently from what I could tell, mind you, this is about anywhere between you know, eight to, I don't know, 16, quite not quite 12 hours after this all started. Uh, definitely not 24 hours after this all started, but somebody was shot in the Inglewood neighborhood and initially they thought it was a teenage boy. So everyone got all upset and they started spreading these uh, rumors and misinformation on uh, social media. So like, let's go downtown and riot. But it turned out it was a 20 year old man who had initially fired at police and uh, whatever. Nonetheless, I'm waking up to uh, my neighborhood, the South Loop and the Loop area and some parts of the uh, River North and uh, near North Side, all that type of area had been looted, all the Best Buys. It's just crazy. It's crazy times. It's crazy times for everybody. But, you know, in a, in a major city like this, there is a, um, I guess, a boiling point that we're getting. It seems like we're, we haven't reached it yet. You know, these aren't apocalyptic times, but these are different times that I've ever experienced. I had a long discussion with my dad yesterday, too. They're already talking about canceling the football season. So that one that one hurts. I've been, you know, I mean, I've been on this planet for X number of years, you can guess. And obviously, there's been a football season for every single one of them. My dad said the same exact thing, right? So they, this has never happened before. These are unprecedented times. But no football in the fall? Are you kidding me? That's like the one time a year. I mean, like warm weather football is just like amazing and the fact that it kind of brings us into like that thanksgiving giving time it's just you know right into the cold i don't know i just i can't imagine a, a, a year without football but you know i mean 
I'm sure there was the high school kids last, you know, May or June or whenever they were going to graduate. They could imagine going to high school and not having a prom because that's something you almost wait your whole life for. So these are these, it's just crazy days. And I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like it's not on my mind either. And this is supposed to be a happy, cheery show, but I'm hoping we just get through it. And so it helps to have good friends. It's that's that's tip number one. Get good friends, because talking to Ross helps kind of level things out for me, at least, because he typically has a positive outlook on life. And I know I give him a hard time, but but I, I mostly just give him a hard time because I like to see how he reacts, because he never really <laughs> says anything negative about anybody unless he's off his meds. I'm just kidding. I don't know if he takes meds, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. But you know, it, just talking to people, talking to my dad, that definitely helps. You know, talking to friends and just everyone, we're all kind of like leaning on each other because nobody's experienced this before. Nobody has the right answer. Nobody knows what's going to happen after this. But, you know, to wake up and find out that your town has been looted once again, you know, not but, what, two months later after the first time it happened. It's just, it's just strange. It's strange days. So, um, and I'm not going to pretend like it, it, it weighs heavy on me, you know, emotionally and stuff like that. And I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but I haven't been working out as hard as I possibly could. And I know people are probably in the same position. So I could sit here and tell you tips about working out. Um, but the question I have today in terms of the body improvement portion of the show is, should you work out with a partner? And I would say it is 50-50. Because working out with somebody else definitely does help get you through the tough times in the workout. You know, if you're doing, especially if you're doing a crazy hard workout, that was the nice thing about CrossFit, uh, some of those distance runs that I, when I did a lot of distance running, um, I mean, you name it, like just having somebody that you know is going to meet you there, it's going to hold you accountable, that's going to help push you through is, is definitely great. Uh, it can be a double edged sword, though. You know, there could definitely be a, uh, hey, I know he said we're going to do 10 miles, but let's just peel back and do eight miles today. And the other guy's like, yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. So there is that portion of it, too. Um, is it, I don't know, it, it's hard to say. Is it better to have someone to work out with? I would say yes, but definitely don't expect that person to be there 100% of the time. Regardless of the situation, plan on taking the lead, plan on being the one who encourages, because if you're leaning on for somebody else to motivate you, there's a good chance that they're going to let you down. Now, is that how it works in life always? No, not always. But when it comes to working out, I found that this is typically a solo venture that you sometimes can get other people to join you with. So if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, the important thing is you start that diet right away. Not, not try and find somebody who's willing to lose 20 pounds with you because that could be uh, a, a journey that never ends, a futile gesture, um, a, a search for something that doesn't exist. You know, people are there on the sidelines. It's just like the marathon, right? People are there on the sidelines to cheer you on, but how many people actually went around a marathon? So having that fortitude to say, listen, I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out. You're more than welcome to come with me is definitely better than sitting there going, well, if partner A decides to show up, then I'll be there too. Um, because once you start leaning on somebody else to work out with you, uh, there's a good chance at some point that person's not going to want to go. And then you're kind of stuck because you were expecting them to be there and it's a big, huge letdown. And then you don't get to quite as good a workout in. I mean, that's that's kind of why people hire trainers. That's why people, you know, um, you know, even with the Peloton and stuff like that, like you're it's a scheduled class. You know, you there are certain people, you know, you're going to meet, you know, it is virtual. Um, you know, I train people online as well. You know, they know I'm going to hold them accountable. That's great. But in terms of an actual workout partner, a good workout partner is 
not only hard to find, but once you've got one, it's probably one of the greatest things you could possibly have in the world. So if you have someone that has, they don't have to be identical goals, but usually someone who's a little bit better than you and whatever it is you're trying to do. So if you're you know, trying to bench press 300 pounds and they can do 350 and you're at like 280, that would be ideal because that's someone that can show you the way, uh, help you out, help you achieve your goals and know, kind of like at least tell you what to expect in terms of that path in order to reach that goal. I've had, I could count on one hand the number of good partners I've had throughout my life. And I usually, you know, for the last, man, at least 10 years, uh, even longer, I've been working out for about 20 years, but at least 10 years I've been doing this professionally, I could still count on one hand the number of good workout partners I had. Uh, the first gym I worked at, which was Crunch in Lincoln Park, the one that was on Lincoln Avenue, was a smaller, smaller area, but um, a smaller gym, I should say, compared to the one. There's one on Sheffield and North Avenue, if you're familiar with Chicago, which is now a fitness formula club. God only knows what the one that I worked on is now. It's not a crunch anymore, that's for sure. But we had, it was like the trainers there, literally, it, we usually had, you know, morning clients. Some people didn't have morning clients at all. They would have like those, you know, the 8 to 12 crowd, which is usually the mom crowd or the um, somebody else is at work, so that's why I'm going to, or I had, or the bartender crowd, which is usually, you know, sometime after that morning session. Um because, you know, they would, you know, obviously sleep in until like 8, 9, 10 in the morning, you know, get up, go to the gym would be the first thing. And first thing for them is usually like around 11 or so. But um, we would stop everything we were doing pretty much around 2 o'clock every day and just work out. And so you knew you were going to work out. You knew they were going to work out. There was a team of like four of us. And that was awesome because we didn't do the same workout. We barely worked out with each other. But it was nice to have somebody else in the room that was working out, that didn't let anything stop them from working out, had a finite time to get it in. And you knew they would spot you. You never felt bad giving them a spot or asking them for one. Um, and that's the important thing about a partner, too, is it's not just accountability like, hey, let's make sure we show up and do the same workout. But even within that workout, you know, you can go for extra heavy weight because you have somebody there that's going to help you. Or you can, you know, if there's a question you have, you can just fire it across and hopefully get a quick answer. Like, am I, am I doing this exercise right? Hey, can you check my form in these squats? You know, stuff like that. So instant feedback is is important. I mean, even if you sit there and film yourself, you're not going to find out if you're doing it right until you go back and watch the video. And if you stop, you know, during the workout, it's going to kill your momentum. So having a great workout partner, boy, I'm telling you, if you have one now, hang on to them because <laughs> there's only there's only a chance you're going to have like one or two or three, maybe throughout your entire lifetime. But if you don't have one, my advice to you is to continue or at least start to work out or continue to work out hard and try and attract somebody else. Um, the older I get, the more I find that I would rather work out someone that's younger than me because they have typically more energy, a little bit more, you know, they're a little bit more motivated. Um, you know, I, it's just like I say, like young people have hope. God bless them. Like that's you need that hope is contagious. You know, the, the older and wiser you get, the more you're like, eh, you know, I could work out today. I could work out tomorrow. I don't see the difference. But, you know, you, you, like as someone that has a lot of energy and has like a, a definite goal that's somewhere in the vicinity of yours and enjoys working out, doesn't have to sit there and complain about like, you know, oh, my back, I don't know if I want to work out today. That helps, you know. So if you have a good workout partner, hang on to them. If you don't have one, start working out. There's a good chance you can attract somebody that will want to work out with you. And just know that if you do have somebody to work out with, you're probably going to get a better workout in, not just because they're going to push you over that, like, oh, I don't feel like finishing this type of exercise, but even within the workout, they can give you a spot or give you advice or, you know, just someone else being in the room, just, you know, Hey, man, why are you only leaving after a half hour? I thought we were going to work out for 45 minutes, you know, whatever. So, yeah, hang on to that good workout partner. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. 
the the home improvement portion of the show is interesting, right? Because I'm building this gym in uh, River Forest. And I'm enjoying every second of it because it literally is taking an empty space that's never been used for anything except for parking a car and trying to turn it into like a training studio. I, I could say personal training studio. You know, I'm hoping that we can fit more than like, you know, two people in there. So maybe small group training fitness area. I'm trying to, you know, combine all the elements of the equipment I like. So primarily barbells, bumper plates, kettlebells, but also some bells and whistles. So BOSUs, uh, Swiss balls. Uh, TRX straps, all that type of thing. Uh, I just went and purchased uh, three different cardio pieces of equipment, the skier, the rower, and they, it's an airdyne, but um, the Echo uh, bike from Rogue, which is probably the nicest air bike. You know, I don't Airdyne, I think is a, you know, I think that's a company name, to be honest. But if it's not, it's that bike that has the fan, the big wheel in front, and usually has the arms, too, they get pumped with it. So the Rogue Echo bike, big fan of it, love it. Highly recommend it if you're looking for a uh, cardio piece of equipment. Anyway, I have a very small space and a lot of equipment and even more on the way. Um, but the one thing, I was given a budget and I had to try and find all this stuff you know, through um, trying to stay underneath this budget. Uh, we may go over, we may you know, spend the budget and try and possibly um, you know, expand later on down the road. But to say I'm trying to be frugal would not be the correct word, but to say to try to be smart is. So the question for home improvement is, you know, when do you buy new and when do you buy used? And I did the same thing when I was, it made me think about this too, because I did the same thing because I've lived in several apartments in the city. Uh, I actually lived in an artist loft too, and I've lived a small studio when I first moved in. I had a three bedroom um, apartment with another buddy, you know, so our third bedroom was the office, which was nice. Uh, Moved into an artist studio, it was a 6,000 square foot uh, area with, there was eight to 10 of us on any given month, you know. Um, I know one guy lived with his girlfriend, sometimes we had a couch surfer. Uh, That was a fun area, they had a full blown sound recording studio, bar, and everyone had their own tiny room, which was like in, no air conditioning, which was interesting. Although we did eventually get air conditioning because I drilled a hole through the wall, which the landlord did not like. You should always get your landlord's permission before you do that. But the place was kind of a dump anyway. So, And then after that, I lived with a friend, lived at home for half a second, uh, lived with a girlfriend at the time, and then eventually lived where I'm at now. So I've definitely lived in umpteen different apartments. And I can say that buying secondhand uh, has its has, definitely has its drawbacks and it definitely has its its bonuses too. So there's pros and cons to buying secondhand. So with this gym, and if you're living in an apartment, if you're thinking about uh, buying certain things, uh, like would I ever buy a mattress secondhand? Hell no, not in a million years. Even there's like this one mail order where like try our uh, mattress. If you don't like it, we'll you know send it back. And it's like gross. I'm not gonna buy from a company that takes their own mattresses back. I mean, unless you're planning on burning it, uh, I would never buy a mattress secondhand. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else that I would never couch is secondhand that's another you know if if you live in a dump and you don't mind and you have people coming in and out all the time and you just need a piece of furniture that you you know don't care about as long as it fills the corner of a room then maybe but I would never buy a couch secondhand uh, there's certain pieces um, of furniture that I don't think work well being secondhand and uh, that's definitely one of them um, I mean unless you're fresh out of college, you still live with like three or four different roommates. You know, nobody wants to own the couch because nobody's gonna take the couch with them, by all means. But if you're living with somebody, or you have a roommate that you trust, or you're living alone, 
you know, buy your own mattress and couch. But there's three places that I would look for secondhand stuff that I've had almost always good luck, if you want to say, or just luck. You know, it's I just haven't had much bad luck, which is, you know, knock on, hey, knock on wood, uh, which I would do right now when my dogs would go nuts. Um, but Craigslist is definitely one of them. The new one that I'm definitely liking probably the most is Facebook Marketplace. And thirdly is one called OfferUp. Now, I know there's other places that you can buy secondhand stuff all the time, uh, and I'm sure they're fantastic as well. And you'll find it's just like Bumble and Tinder and Hinge and all that other shit. It's all the same people anyway, right? Well, it's all the same people on all these like um, it's all these same people selling stuff on all these platforms anyway. And, um, you know, the one th- I've never had really good luck on eBay. eBay seems to be more like, you know, nationwide and, you know, you have to pay for shipping or you don't have to pay for shipping. Or it seems to be more vendors and less actual people just trying to get rid of some stuff that were, you know, sitting in their apartment that they don't want to, you know, they just want to make a couple bucks off of. But, um, like bookcases, I bought bookcases for like 25, 30 bucks and I've, they've lasted me years. And then, you know, I could try and resell them for probably the same amount, but I end up just, you know, usually trashing them. So certain pieces of um, like, you know, bar stools, um, ah, man, uh, there's like chopping or this butcher block that I have, this like mobile thing that's in my kitchen. I got, you know, I had to buy, I had to drive 45 minutes to go get it, but it was 25 bucks. You know, it's still in my kitchen. No, it's not very good. Yes, it's in perfect, uh, perfect working condition. Uh, was it worth 25 bucks? Sure. Why? Because a brand new one would cost 150 bucks and you usually have to send them your, uh, assemble them yourself. So I would say if it's not going to be permanent, by all means, like, you know, bedroom furniture is another thing, too. It's like the, the divide between something that's brand new. You know, you could pay you could pay anywhere between 500 and 1500 and upwards for like a dresser. Right. And that dresser should last you a long time. But the resale value, just like a car. I mean, as soon as you buy it brand new and try to resell it, you're probably getting that best 75 percent of what you paid for. it. But over the number of years, you'll be lucky to get 25 percent for it. So people unloading like their old furniture and you don't really care what condition it is and it's not going to be your permanent stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you buy cheap for furniture, bedroom furniture, furniture in particular, when it's brand new, it's usually not made very well. And it has to do with how it's constructed. You know, they'll 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 send they'll, you know, they'll mail it to you and then you have to assemble it or it'll be, you know, assembled at the store. And then when it gets transported, it's just it was never intended to last forever. Um, So you may get a brand new, but it's not very well constructed. You know, you could buy well-constructed stuff, but it's probably going to be new or used. Or if you were at like a, you just bought a house and you're like, you know what? I need some furniture that's going to last for me for the next 10 to 20 years. Then spend the money because it's only something you're going to need to buy once. My parents had a bedroom set that probably lasted at least 20 years. I mean, I'm trying to think the whole thing that followed them to three different houses. I mean, that's worth an investment. You know, you're paying two, three, you know, four grand for whatever for a bedroom set that's going to last forever. By all means, if you're moving to an apartment and you're not sure if you're going to, you sign a one year lease, but you're not sure if you're going to renew and, you know, you're new to the city and stuff like that, go to Craigslist. You know, this is, and I'll have some tips for that too, but like go to Facebook Marketplace, see if you could find something that kind of matches. You know, that's another thing too, is it's like if you could find a dresser and, you know, a nightstand that don't like, you know, you they, those match, but you also want something else that's going to match as well. You can kind of piece things together and save a lot of money that way, too, which is what I'm doing with this gym. I, I, I wish I could order everything new from Rogue. I've always liked Rogue Fitness. And, um, you know, now I'm looking at some of the other places and stuff, but everything's out. Like I heard that because of it. I don't know what the truth is, but, you know, trying to buy fitness equipment now is like 
it, the prices are astronomical because everything's on the secondary market because everybody decided, oh, everyone needs a home gym, right? So a couple of you know, half-wit geniuses, in my opinion, literally bought up everything and are trying to sell it for about twice what it's worth. So dumbbells, you know, you we would expect to pay about like, you know, 80 cents, maybe a dollar a pound. You can't find them for less than $2 a pound. And if you can, you're lucky. Uh, a lot of these companies that make the dumbbells will sell them to you new for $1.50 a pound, but then they'll charge you for shipping. So you end up paying about $2 a pound anyway. So right now, like gym equipment is, is through the roof and it's crazy. So I'm piecing everything together from uh, Craigslist. And I found those three pieces of a car, uh, cardio equipment. Uh, one of them was a gym who literally, I happen to know the guy. He was trying to sell it for like $100 more than what it was worth. I just said, hey man, I'll, I'll buy it off your cost. It had been sitting on his uh, gym floor for about two weeks. He's like, yeah, man, I'll sell it to you for what I paid and I'll probably get a new bike later on down the road and try and sell it. Uh, another guy, I it was from Chicago. I drove to near Bradley, if you know where Bradley Bourbon is. I went to Bradley, actually a t- small town right outside of it. And he had two pieces of cardio equipment. He was just sitting in his garage collecting dust. And I got what I would have paid had I bought him new, including shipping. So I paid, you know, it was a used bike, used Echo bike, and it was a used rower. But I would have paid the same price if I bought it from like Rogue or Concept2 or wherever was selling these places. Um, but they're not available new and used. They're cost, they cost about $1,500, which is about one and a half times more than they should cost. So I, I, I got what I thought was a good deal because I got what I should have paid. Um, you know, and it's just that's just how it is when you're trying to piece together uh, a home like you know trying to find a unifying theme too is difficult if you go to a department store but when you're looking for like little knickknacks and stuff like that like i you know i've always been in the video i have a video projector but i've always wanted like an old school video projector to put up as kind of like decoration that's the kind of thing you find on ebay or on craigslist you know no problem because people have that stuff you know you buy one broken you know that's 20 years old it's haven't been used and clean it up a little bit bank you know you're i mean you got a, a great piece that looks awesome you didn't pay much money for it um you know i'm about to buy a bookcase for the garage gym for 35 bucks which it's one of those leaning bookcases new they cost about 80 90 bucks uh this one has a couple scratches on it because a dude's dog dog chewed on it i know exactly what's wrong with it i'm going to throw a little bit of paint on it and for 35 bucks i'm paying less than half of what it's worth and for me that's worth it because it's going to be in a garage anyway so if you're buying stuff off of Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, uh, yes, there are a lot of psychos out there, and I'm sure Lifetime has a lot of movies about those killers. Uh, don't get me wrong, you always have to be careful. Uh, meeting in a neutral spot's always pretty good. But the one thing that I've always done is I ask them like a dumb question or two right off the bat, which is usually like, what kind of condition is it? Why are you selling it? And if I don't get like an like a, a timely answer that is coherent, meaning like full sentences, I usually just ignore them. So if it's a great deal and they can't even you know take the time to to give me a sentence uh, or two in a reply, then I'm not going to bother. But you usually almost build up like rapport with the person before you meet them. And you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, hey, you know. I recommend paying like via, you know, most people, they, they want cash, but, you know, with this whole coronavirus stuff like that, people don't even want cash anymore. And I think the safest way to do it is either Venmo or Zelle or PayPal, and everyone has a smartphone. So just doing it like they know you don't have cash on you, you know, have them help you load it up, you know, exchange information and just be honest about it. Like there's a guy I bought speakers from uh, this last Saturday. And it seemed a little bit shady. He was up north, uh, right off of Foster Avenue. He's got like, hey, I got these speakers in a uh, you know a garage, storage garage. But he had like 
pictures. He had nice pictures. I asked him dumb question, like what kind of condition are they in? You know, why he's selling them? And, you know, he was a handyman. He, he gets extra equipment. You know, most people just give it to him and he flips it on uh, Craigslist. Sounded legit. You know, it was a public uh place so this storage locker that i knew there'd be other people around i go there he ends up being the nicest guy in the world and he spent almost an hour literally test he had about you know he had about well probably 20 different speakers but we tested about six different speakers and then i chose the ones that i like he pulled out all this stuff from his locker hooked up a receiver hooked up the speakers to it let me listen to him let me pick the ones i like and then charged me you know I mean, it was probably less than half of what they were new, and they sounded great. I knew I was buying a quality product. You know, he, he only charged me $110. I was like, dude, here's $120. Thank you for your time, man. Like, he was actually that cool of a guy. And then at the end, he, like, gives me his card, and he says, you know, hey, when do you, once you get him hooked up, like, send me a picture, or if you have any more questions, just let me know. You know, there's nice people out there that want to do that kind of thing. They literally just want to help other people that aren't all trying to, like, bleed as much cash from you or, you know, trying to stick you up, so... Um, but I would be cautious, you know, ask them initially a dumb question just to see if they get back to you, see if they give you like a coherent answer, like they're an actual human being. Um, it's always safest to meet someone in a neutral spot, but like, I'm telling you, man, like, you know, I've met, I bought stuff in the parking lot of a Dunkin' Donuts before. Uh, and it always seems a little bit more shady than somebody who's like, yeah, you know, I'll just meet me on my front porch. Cause it's like, well, if you're going to the front porch, at least you know where they live. And if the thing's a piece of crap, then you know you could go back to their place, you know, at the very worst. But I, I, I don't know. Like you think that it's safer going to a neutral location, but I almost, sometimes I almost think it's safer if you go to that person's spot, as long as you don't go inside, you know, like tell them to bring it outside. And if something's uncomfortable or something doesn't seem right, just walk away. You know, if they're trying to charge more than what they said, or, you know, if there's something not quite right about the description you always have the ability don't be afraid to walk away just because you said you'd pay something and you're there don't feel obligated to buy anything uh it's your money um but you know on the flip side if you said you were going to pay something you know try not to screw them over at the very last second be like you know i'll give you 50 bucks for it i know i said 100 but uh, i didn't realize blah 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 just be an honest person you know because it truly is karma karma is a boomerang it's going to come back to you one way or another and i think there's enough jerks out there for you to like, you know, not have to be one as well and contribute to the jerk fad that seems to be popular these days. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about at this point. Although I have been talking for approximately 25 minutes by myself without Ross. We're going to see if this is this is this could be the new format. This is me going solo. Maybe you know what? Kind of like Justin Timberlake, you know? I'm just going to leave him behind. I'm going to leave the rest of the band behind. It's just going to be Garfunkel from now on. Or I'm trying to think of two-man bands where I'm just the one, the one. I can't think of one right now. You know what? It was going so well up to about 30 seconds ago. But anyway, I'm going to go buy a bookcase on Craigslist. And uh, if I don't return next week, that's because the guy who I went to buy it from uh, shot and killed me. So uh, you could probably read about it in the newspaper. Hopefully the city of Chicago won't have burned down by that time either. Hopefully we're on the up. <laughs> you know what? It's just, it's, it's fool me once, which is what happened in May. Uh, they kind of let that one go. All right, everyone's mad about this whole George Floyd thing. Second time, I don't think they're going to be so lenient. And I think uh, third time, they're probably going to cut it off at the pass. At least that's why my fingers are crossed. And uh, I'm going to hope that uh, there, tomorrow's a brighter day. So hope you enjoyed Home and Body Improvement Show. This was episode number 18. Uh, that is my outro. And uh, I guess I'll record the intro later. 
It doesn't matter, folks. Come back next week. I'll definitely make sure Ross is here. And if he's not, it'll just be me. And we'll talk more about home and body improvement. Still waiting on your questions. Hit me up at Andy at Coach What am I talking about? Hit me up at Andy at CoachBoss.com. Go to CoachBoss.com. Sign up for the newsletter. That's the best way I can get the information out. So uh, I'm just, And then you'll see pictures for the River Forest thing. is starting to come together. I'm very proud of it. And a lot of it is stuff I bought secondhand. So maybe I can even do a detailed tour to show you uh, how I pieced it all together. But... I love that. Peace. See you next time.